there's no there's no set rule that I know of in in uh, for the Happy Hearthstone podcast that we have to limit what's making us happy to one thing. Fair enough. Fair enough. My friends are listening to episode 235 of the Happy Hearthstone, the longest running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. I am Guy Grumpy, co-host of this podcast, along with my good friend Noodle Swoop. Hello. And we're going to be talking about the next batch of cards that have been released, uh, revealed since our uh, cast last week. Uh, before we get there, though, just a little bit of housekeeping. This podcast is meant to be for you, and we'd love to hear what you like and don't like about it. Uh, we can't make it better if we don't know what you'd like to hear, so drop us a review on Podbean or your favorite podcast site, or leave a comment in Patreon so that we can see it. And while you're at Patreon, why not become a patron? For just a dollar, you can help us pay the various fees that we incur to keep the podcast running, and you can join wonderful people like Ridiculous Hat, Beef Squatch, and James W., who we'd like to profusely thank for their continued patronage. And finally, this wouldn't be the happy Hearthstone without sharing our joy. So Noodle, tell us, what is making you happy? What's making me really happy is this weekend, um, I had a Thanksgiving in July. I know a lot of people think Christmas in July. And um, no, we actually had like a turkey that we had from like when when you go to the store at, around Thanksgiving time and if you pay buy enough, you get to get a turkey. Well, you know, for free, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so we've had a, that turkey kind of on ice for quite some time. And, you know, we just decided it's time. Let's let's bust that turkey out. Let's cook it up and have an amazing Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> it actually was nice. really enjoyable. I uh, had some <laughs> friends over and got to pull out some board games, which I haven't done in a while. So, um, oh, awesome. yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I pulled out the tiny epic zombies, actually, and, and had a blast. Uh, you knew I was going to ask. Had a literal blast blasting zombies. It was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Just what Thanksgivings are for. That sounds awesome. So Friendsgiving then, huh? Do you have family as well or just uh, friends? Just friends. Yeah. So for me, I've got two. Is it OK to share two? Yeah, let's let's hear what's making you happy, Guy Grumpy. 
you can have as many of those as you want. You know, there's, there's <laughs> no there's no set rule that I know of in in uh, for the Happy Hearthstone podcast that we have to limit what's making us happy to one thing. Fair enough. Fair enough. Just wanted to make sure I wasn't eating in too much. But uh, uh, first, I'm just really happy that my girlfriend's daughter, Cookies, has shown an interest in playing Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, so we've already had two sessions with her friends. Um, and the last one was a party wipe, but they wanted to start again. So that's just kind of made me excited to know that they're at least having fun and I'm doing an okay job. It's my first time uh, dungeon mastering. Actually, I haven't really played a whole lot either. So uh, it's all kind of new for all of us. So uh, a lot of fun. And and yeah, I know it's kind of bad form as the DM to make the party of uh, 12, 13 year old girls wipe, but uh, my hands were kind of tied. All three players that were playing uh, rolled critical misses uh, in the last battle, and the wizard and cleric uh, ran ahead and blocked the fighter from even getting to the door for the final battle. So I just kind of spiraled uh, out of control uh, a bit. Um, but but yeah, having a lot of fun with that and gives me something else to kind of focus on. That sounds like a series of unfortunate events <laughs> of their own doing. <laughs> indeed indeed some of it was their own doing some of it definitely wasn't but uh everyone still had fun even though even though bad things happened i'm trying to figure out if i can come up with a realistic way to to resurrect them or if we just make them roll again uh, i think that they're okay with starting over it was all a dream <laughs> i guess we could do that <laughs> Uh, so the second one is uh, really strictly financial. Uh, I dropped Jill off at the airport today and stopped by a casino on the way home and played my favorite slot machine there and won 500 bucks. Whew. So it's it always feels good to win. And it was in a fun way where you got the bonus games and, you know, it just kept going for, for a while. So uh, I don't know. I know that slot machines are kind of kind of dumb, but, you know, sometimes you can have fun with them. Uh, so to celebrate yeah. We're actually going to do a giveaway of one standard pre-order bundle and one pre-order mega bundle for Murder in the Castle Nathria here at the Happy Hearthstone. Uh, you'll be able to get entries by following the Happy HS, Noodle Soup, and Guy Grumpy on Twitter, Noodle Soup HS, and Guy Grumpy on Twitch, and visiting the Happy Hearthstone Patreon page. Uh, you can see the show notes and the Happy Hearthstone Twitter account for the links and the details, and you'll get a bonus entry with the code I am happy. Uh, this code is exclusive to listeners to the Happy Hearthstone, and you'll be eligible for a second chance drawing for a 40-pack of Murder at Castle Nathria cards after the set releases if you use that code. What do you think, Noodle? I, th I think that sounds amazing. That's like not even a gamble for uh, listeners. They can just enter for free, right? Yeah, yeah. Just uh, for following, you get some, and for uh, using the codes, you get some, so... But that's amazing. Uh, excited to do, to do that for our listeners and hopefully, you know, get people to pass it around. Excellent. Well, thanks for doing that, Guy Grumpy. Absolutely. And I'm sure our listeners will thank you, too. All right. Well, let's get into it then. It's really interesting. Like, I feel like we recorded our episode and we were left with lots of mysteries and lots of interesting things to try and figure out. And some of those questions have been answered by the reveals. But like at the same time, we I still feel like we're left with several questions still. Well, indeed. <laughs> so it, it, this is actually kind of a fun reveal season, the way that it's all kind of shaking out. And it's going really quickly, too. So uh, we'll have a couple of weeks, it seems like, with the uh, theory crafting events coming later this week uh, to 
to come up with some good stuff for uh, the day of release. So pretty excited about that. I, I know players and uh, the high level uh, thinkers are already hard at work with even the cards that they have just to start theory crafting right away how some of those decks might actually start looking even right now. So let's go ahead and jump into the Demon Hunter class. Starting off, we have the three mana, two attack, two durability weapon, magnifying glaive. And after your hero attacks, draw until you have three cards. That seems pretty good, especially early in the game. You might not have a full hand, but uh, as you go... Uh, later in Demon Hunter, it seems like uh, they always have a handful of stuff because of all the draw. So, yeah, we'll see on that one. I'm not I'm not convinced it's going to see a lot of play. I think it depends on how quickly a Demon Hunter can like play down the cards that they are getting with that. If there is some sort of like baby Demon Hunter type of zoo thing that happens where maybe they can, you know, kind of vomit out zero mana minions or something. Uh, onto the board after they draw because then you could even potentially get like multi-strike involved where you're like i drew three cards and then i attacked again i was able to draw three more cards which could be really interesting but yeah i don't know necessarily if it works with the current card set that we have at the moment right maybe if you go back to the aggro demon hunter uh, days uh then that would be more uh seen or maybe it'll bring it back I guess we will. We'll see. Could be setting up for the future as well. Yeah. Uh, next up is Crixus the Voracious. It's a legendary four mana seven seven with a battle cry: discard your hand and a death rattle of draw three cards. I feel like Hearthstone's kind of playing a joke on us with a uh, four mana seven sevens. Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> this, this is the the joke that they have. But seriously, this is a death rattle minion. So we also have to remember that death rattle demon hunter is a thing that Mm -hmm. still exists (laughs) and that there are cards that will help you with even playing this minion without getting or incurring the battle cry, right? You're going to be able to get those other death rattle minions that can pull them out of your hand. So Mm -hmm. you're going to be able to get that seven, seven, and then also have the the refresh ability of being able to draw cards and, and return cards to your hand. So that way you have more minions to be able to be played with death rattles and, uh, yeah, four mana, seven, seven, without having to worry about discarding your hand is uh some scary stuff indeed and even with the discarding your hand early on that that early it's probably not going to be that bad for you uh especially if you can maybe start off with the glaive uh, that we just talked about uh, on turn three and then follow it up with four and then you get the cards back anyway there's a number of ways to go about it, but I think uh, right off the bat, I mean, Death Rattle Demon Hunter is still being a sure. thing that exists at the moment. Uh, maybe once some of those parts and pieces, the the bore or the quill bore portions of it rotate, then maybe okay. that's the consideration. But I think with the fact that those Death Rattle minions are there, we're we're going to see it it pulled out of your hand, not played necessarily. Fair enough, I agree. So next up, we have the two mana four four Bibliomite with a battle cry. Choose a card from your hand to shuffle into your deck. Seems okay. Two mana four four is pretty amazing. Uh, And even though you lose a card in your hand, uh, and I think you have to have a card in your hand in order for you to play this. I'm not sure if that's the card that they had uh, talked about that for. But, um, you know, there's there's cards that can be benefited from 
from throwing it back into your deck too. And with all the the draw that you have, uh, it doesn't seem like that much of a of a downside for such a big minion. I mean, you think about the fact that some of those minions can be summoned later on with uh, Blackthorn. So, I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's definitely ways in which it could work. Um, it's also very aggressive. Granted, mm-hmm. that negative one card may impact you, but if you're able to also kind of tie it in with using even the weapon, the magnifying glaive to help you kind of regain back that tempo, because mm-hmm. you could pick to choose, you know, just the right cards to hold on to the things that you need to set that up for a success. I, th- I think you could still end up seeing quite a big swing happening where you're very aggressive right off the bat. Yeah, and especially because there is so much draw that if you end up with something big like uh, a legendary uh, that we might talk about later, um, then you can shuffle that back in and give yourself some more hand space. So there's even some you know good positives for choosing a card to throw uh, throw back in. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of this uh, for a common card, especially. Uh, it'll even be used in arena. I'll try it out in duels. Uh, should be really good. Uh, next up, we have the Relic of Extinction, which is a common two-mana spell. Deal one damage to a random enemy minion twice and improve your future relics. Last time we had kind of talked about the, the uh, mystery of the relics, and here we have our first one. And we actually have gotten all of the relics, so now we get to see kind of how that all links together. Uh, Relic of, in- of Extinction is based off of, again, some of those things that we talked about with Zymox. So some of those guesses were definitely correct. So looking at that, that would that would mean that uh, the relics improve at, with the number that's on them. So if you see the number, not the word, but the number, that's what it improves. So for this, for Relic of Extinction, you would deal instead of one damage, the improved version would be two damage. If you get the next one down, the next Relic that you play, three damage. Um, and so on and so forth. Not t- where it says the word twice, it wouldn't become three times, you know, et cetera. Okay, gotcha. it, instead, it's just wherever the number is on the card. And you'll see that come into effect with future cards as well. Excellent. Thank you. So like our, our next relic, Relic of Dimensions, which is our epic five mana spell for Demon Hunter. It says draw two cards, reduce their cost by one. Improve your future relics. So here on this card, Instead of it being, you wouldn't assume, oh, draw three cards. No, it's instead you would still continue to draw two cards, but you would reduce their cost by each relic by one, two, three, depending on how many relics you've played. Awesome. Uh, Cheaper cheaper minions, uh, always good. Cheaper, actually, they're just any cards even. So, uh, yeah, cheaper spells, always good too. The go see some play. Especially when you're talking about, like, multiple relics inside the same deck you could see how even if mm-hmm. you could reduce say another relic of dimensions by a a, a marked amount then that means even faster draw even more tempo uh, next up is the relic of phantasms it's a rare three mana relic uh, summon two one one spirits and prove your future relics so that would then go from uh, two one ones to two two twos to two three threes etc i'd love to get a bunch of two twos <laughs> it's a whole ballet i'm just kidding i i definitely want to see them improved uh as much as possible so four fours five fives that sounds excellent yeah i mean even two twos for three seem pretty pretty good 
looks like there's an order farming where you might want them kind of in the uh, cost order, but I would think as as that deck's kind of forming, you're going to make sure that you get the uh, deck set up so that way you have a bunch of discounts. You could, might even use the quest or other various forms that draw and discount things, so that way you can ensure that your relics really have the the largest impact and also at the lowest cost. Right. So then next up, we have our legendary for Demon Hunter, our 8-mana 8-8 Artificer Zymox. Battle Cry, Discover, and Cast a Relic. With an Infuse of 5, cast all 3 instead. That seems pretty good. Uh, All those have really great uh, effects, and um, casting them, I'm assuming, would also improve the future relics uh, by another one, so... uh, Definitely, if you're playing Relics, you're playing Zymox and the, the location that we talked about last week. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll see. I guess he's gonna his value is going to go based on um, how well the Relic decks do overall. It does help that the Relic deck actually also includes summoning spirit tokens. Um, I mm-hmm. also know that there's some sigils out there that help with like summoning taunts. Um, there's there's a great number of ways that Demon Hunter has to make multiple tokens. So a token mm-hmm. Demon Hunter has always kind of been a thing on on some of the like the fringe of like almost a viable deck. But I feel like if you add enough support and especially legendaries that also support it, you, you might be able to get there. Granted, you know we had that Nathradamus before that their their big dragon that essentially had infused but didn't have that keyword before. And this is the only one with the keyword. Will the relics be the the payoff though? Right. Well, I guess you don't even have to throw the relics in. It's still an eight eight for eight that will potentially cast all three of those. So I don't know. I mean, if that feels pretty good, all three of those being cast, that means he's an eight eight that's getting. Potentially, you know, some five, five, six, sixes, uh, drawing a couple cards at a deep discount and even potentially clearing, you know, the enemy board at the same time with that relic of extinction being cast again. Good point. Moving on to Druid, we have a 10 mana nature spell, uh, epic nature spell, uh, Convoke the Spirits, cast eight random Druid spells, targets chosen randomly. Wait, we have Yachtbox again? But in <laughs> Druid. <laughs> but in Druid, right? Seems a little odd. Well, and when I think about it, like Druid spells, like, especially because they're random spells, they, they usually include what? Gaining mana or mana crystals. I mean, there are some new ones that are coming out, but a lot of them just have to do with like drawing cards and I just. They're not board clears and granted scales of Anixia is, is one of those cards that's out there, but there's a lot of just random spells that like, it doesn't quite yeah, do what mage does. Like, right. I don't, I don't know if I necessarily see this working out the way that Yogbox really does. Uh, I think it'll be different because there's so many ways for Druid to to get to the point where they can play it. They'll also be able to play it with other things, um, you know, so they're not ever going to pay 10 mana for it uh, unless they have 20 mana already. So uh, I, I think that there's still a lot of stuff in there that they could get that would be really good, especially if you go into wild then and can make this, uh, you know, 
I don't know. I'm thinking of uh, too many things where, but you can get uh, what's the ten mana that deals five damage, draws five cards, and all that stuff it gets a five five ultimate infestation. Yeah, yeah, get something like that a couple times can be pretty good. Uh, it could also be really bad if you've got a semi yeah. decent full hand. I don't. <laughs> I yeah. just. I don't. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's it's interesting. I'll give you that. Um, I think it'll be interesting, and I think they're going to find ways to to get it for for cheap, right? If we have mm-hmm. uh, celestial alignment, you could even get it down for one or right. less than one because of uh, the fact that Lydiana Contra still exists. So I think it could fit into like an alignment deck, but even then, the randomness of it kind of feels a little iffy i don't know i still feel like there's a lot of like summoning things and a lot of buffing your own minions that i wouldn't be as worried about it the mage gives you some of that uh fear of hitting yourself in the face with big mana uh big damage spells you you still have a little bit of that i guess with druid but uh really it's more like you said smaller things that give you more mana that you know give you a spell that creates tokens or uh, buffs your board speaking of spells that could give us a beneficial effect though we do have the next spell coming up which is our eight mana rare nature spell nightshade bud which is a choose one spell discover a minion from your deck to summon or a spell to cast so the discover part of that makes it really good i think uh just it'll be curious to see if you get you know two spells or two uh uh minions that you're you're pulling out of the three for the discover i think it'll be like a two-step right like first you'll choose like whether it's minion or spell and then the next part would be the discover oh right it'll be interesting too with the fact that druid has some of those like use both effects from choose one you know but there's also ways that the cards can be like a spell like that can be split by Jerry Rig Carpenter. And we've even had, you know, a couple other cards that have come along that kind of do that double the choose one effects or like get one. If you mm-hmm. cast us something, you get the next effect the next time from the battle cry. So there's going to be ways where this is going to be kind of used and then used again and then used again over and over. It'll be a, a little tough, I think, to just to use it because you're going to, in order to take the most advantage of it, you're probably going to want to be playing, you know, expensive spells and expensive minions. So even though they do have a lot of ramp, um, waiting until turn eight to, to do that still, uh, you might you might find that you'd be better off with just an eight mana spell or uh, minion instead. Oh, I agree with you. Eight mana is a lot for this effect, but again, I I still go back to that same conversation we're having before. If this is in the Celestial Alignment deck, it's not going to be eight mana. It's going to be zero. (laughs) Or it's going to be, hey, hang on a second. It cost me one, but I get Lady Anaconda down, so then everything else costs zero. Right. And since it's a Discover and it's from your deck, then it is kind of a tutor, so that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I, I think if you if you're just looking at it as the individual spell, if you're just looking at it as the individual effect, or trying to pick a very specific deck without alignment being part of it, it's it's definitely not not everything that it's cracked up to be. But uh, when you get to then 
include the fact that alignment is there at the moment. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. deck keeps keeps going away, popping back up, going away, popping back <laughs> up. And <laughs> I, I could I could see this being a, a big problem down the road. Yeah. Uh, next up is Plot of Sin. It's a three mana rare nature spell. Summon two 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 treants. Infuse five two five five ancients instead. I mean, definitely at the at the infuse uh, portion, it feels really good to get to that point where you have. Uh, five five ancients hitting the board it's interesting to see like that treant kind of synergy again um popping mm-hmm. up but we don't quite have a enough treant synergy stuff going on right now i mean we even had arbor up kind of rotate so um it'll be interesting to see if this one kind of works out at the moment um squirrels are a thing it, it might get there but i i don't know if we'll be able to necessarily cast it for three on uh, you know, on that turn three, have the five minions that have already passed on. Right. Yeah, probably not. But uh, again, uh, the and token druid, then it, this same card was pretty much played without the infused cost uh, even available to it. So uh, it's still something that I think I'll see play in some aggressive decks for sure. Oh, I, I, I believe it'll be out there. I think what it also does is it allows you to, if you get this card, you want to cast it, but you, do, you have other choices you could potentially benefit from. Oh, well, I cast it later. At least there's still value added with holding mm-hmm. onto it in my hand. Yep. Good point. And next up, we have a one mana nature spell. That's a common planted evidence. Ba-dum-bum. Discover a spell. It costs two less this turn. I love the pun. I'll admit. Uh, and I'm assuming that this, you know, uh, I mean, it basically replaces itself with a better spell for one less. So uh, maybe this will be what you play on turn three instead. And it's also a nature spell. So it kind of allows you to potentially find the things that you want to find. Granted, um, once you discover something, if you have alignments, you're not going to want to pay the full cost or not be you're not going to be able to pay mm-hmm. the full cost even with a discount you may not want the spell that you get so um it's interesting i don't know where it really fits kalthos at least it, the current yeah with kalthos but kalthos the kalthos we are going to talk about he has nothing to do with spells so <laughs> <laughs> um but uh Definitely, yeah, and Wild, I could see it having definitely an impact with Kalthos being uh, still viable in Wild at the moment. Mm-hmm. Or semi-viable, I should say. <laughs> uh, next up is Cecily of the Fey Court. It's a legendary 8-mana eight 8-8 eight, eight with Taunt, and Death Rattle, draw a minion, reduce its cost by 8. That's a heck of a reduction. Whew. That big Druid. Yeah, that's that's definitely a big druid thing. And some of the minions that we're even going to talk about there that are inside the the current pool, it, you can see big dragons and uh, plenty of other big minions coming into to play with uh, druid. And already ramp is definitely a thing. So um, right. you include the fact that like we have the hedge maze. Um, you could see where the hedge maze could immediately make this uh death rattle trigger and then mm-hmm. you're already 
looking at potentially putting down several big minions at one in one turn because of the fact that you've like just set up perfectly for uh, Cecily. Yeah. And so with healing, you might be able to even get there because, I mean, you even look at our next minion that we have first, our seven mana five, five dragon, uh, which is our legendary minion topiary. Uh, I'm not saying that right. Topior, the shrubagazer. <laughs> That's a funny name. <laughs> With a battle cry, for the rest of the game, after you cast a nature spell, summon a 3-3 whelp. With Rush. So this is a really fun card. The art is amazing. Uh, it's probably my favorite of the set so far. Uh, and it looks like a Chia pet. So I'm kind of hoping that that's part of the package that the people that get the uh, the um, creators packages get. Because that's just too awesome. Uh, and then <laughs> for the effect, a 7 mana 5-5 five, five doesn't sound good. But every nature spell giving you a Rush minion... Uh, seems pretty strong. I love the the callback to Trogdor as well. So, uh, yeah, everything about this card, I, I just love. It'll definitely be gold in my in my. Uh, well, and that's where I think Planted Evidence then comes into effect, right? Like because that's a nature spell. It's one mana, and then you okay. could even potentially find like another nature spell that's at a discount, so you can cast it even potentially for free. So now you're looking at like a turn eight where you have a five five and two three threes with barrage. Right, good point. There's some potential. Yeah, absolutely. Next up is Natural Causes. It's a common two mana nature spell. Deal two damage and summon a two two treant. Oh, okay. So now we have a five five dragon. <laughs> we have <laughs> two three three rushing whelps. We've dealt two damage directly and summoned another two two treant on turn eight. <laughs> <laughs> That seems pretty that's good. Pretty bi- that's a pretty good turn. OPR. <laughs> Shrub gazing the village. I mean it Yeah, it's 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 it, it's pretty good even early on. Like you talk about that's that's setting yourself up to be able to clear their minion that they have on the board if they put down, say, uh, a Iron Deep Trog, you can clear that trog mm-hmm. and also, <laughs> you know, develop your side of the board at the same time. It feels like a, a great card for Druid to have and fits within kind of their whole entire wheelhouse of uh, things that they want to be doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so then we get to move on to Hunter, which Hunter got a lot of spells or a lot of cards revealed this past week to include the uh, two mana spell Frenzied Fangs. It's a common spell. Summon two two one bats with an infuse of three give them plus one plus two so three threes i think uh we've been seeing a lot more of the uh big hunter or big uh, minion hunters uh as or big beasts especially uh, i guess um showing up so having some smaller things that you can play might not be bad and it's not going to affect you know things that draw beasts and stuff like that because you're you're getting a spell so I don't know. We'll see. Um, even as two ones without the infuse, that seems okay for getting some board control. Especially for two mana. I mean, two two ones. That's that's not bad at all. Yeah. I mean, you talk about early on. That's a that's developing in an aggressive style. Even a 
a face hunter may want to run this just even mm -hmm. for the base version of it alone, not even including the infused cost. Good point. Uh, next up is the Spirit Poacher. It's a rare two mana two two with a battle cry. Summon a random dormant wild seed. There, there are three of them. So there is the Fox Spirit Wild Seed, which is dormant for one turn, and it's a one mana three one beast with rush. Then uh, they're all beasts, you know. It's Hunter. <laughs> and then the next up is a two mana two five Bear Spirit Wild Seed with taunt, um, and then that's dormant for two turns before it becomes active. And then the final one is a stag spirit wild seed, which is a three mana five, four beast and it's dormant for three turns. But when it awakens, you equip a four, two great bow and it gets summoned automatically on the battle cry. So, you know, regardless, you're getting something good for the next turn or uh, the next three turns, maybe. I think it's it's interesting, too, because on top of it, it's two minions that you're summoning. So like this fits into that whole infused mm -hmm. kind of idea or mindset that you want to have minions on the board so that way they can perish and power up those cards and make them stronger. So so I, I really do appreciate the fact that like each one, especially even if you're like, oh, but I have to wait two turns in order to get this taunt, but a 2-5 taunt, even if you're waiting two turns, that's great. Yeah. It doesn't need to necessarily have to have rush to, to have an impact on the board on that turn. And then being able to even equip the weapon once that 5-4 hits the board, then you have at least some interactivity with board clearing some of the board. And it, it, it does open up um, some interesting plays. And I I think uh, any way you, you slice it, this is actually a really good card. Even without yeah. the infuse mechanic, I, I really like it. It's It just adds a lot of flavor, adds a lot of uniqueness to Hunter that uh, definitely is welcomed, for sure. For sure. And so then next up, we have the one mana one one batty guest which is a common with a death rattle summon a two one bat i actually like this card being an aggro player predominantly uh having something that you can play on the first turn even if it's just a one one that you're guaranteed to have something the next turn which you pretty much are uh there's not very many ways you can remove two minions uh on a on the first turn so uh, I, I like it, and it gets stronger, so you're going to want to maybe leave it on board for a little bit longer, and you then, as the person who played it, gets uh, gets to figure out when you want to use it. I, I think it's uh, really interesting. It, again, definitely fits that role of being able to uh, fill up infused cards with anima, as you get two mm -hmm. two minions for one card for an aggressive strategy, it's great. Like you're you're definitely going to want a one one and a, even a two one. It, it ha it's kind of even trading up as a one mana card. It's definitely going to trade up because of that second part. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, you're just looking at ways that you can be vitally aggressive. Plus, I just love the fact that like it starts off with like a humanoid that looks kind of like dracula <laughs> yeah. and then uh turns into a bat like the flavor <laughs> right. of all that is amazing speaking <laughs> of flavors too the flavor 
text on the card says his favorite food is chocolate cereal. <laughs> oh, I, I love all of it together. It's 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 really it's it's a cool card, and we're, I think we're going to see a lot of it. <laughs> uh, next up is Huntsman Altimore. He's a legendary seven mana five four with a battle cry summon a gargan companion. Uh, infuse four, summon another, and infuse eight and another. Um, <laughs> um, it that this is just really cool. I, I I love the flavor that they're going with with the set. You know, multiple things dying while this is in your hand. He's expensive enough that you could kind of guarantee that you can grab him if you if you built the deck correctly with like say Talon to ensure that you're you're getting those infusions um, and just a great number of things there for for you to enjoy. So the uh, the Gargon companions that you can get are Bargast, who's a three mana two four beast. Your other minions have plus one attack. Margor, who's a three mana four two beast with charge. Uh, and Hecutus, which is his favorite, and it's not close. There's a three mana four four beast with taunt. <laughs> and I think Hecutus is actually a callback to the kids in the hall, which was a comedy troupe when I was in college. So I'm kind of laughing at that that he's evil, but maybe not. Well, and on top of it, they're they're kind of like reskins of the the animal companions, but done in like oh, a mm-hmm. you know shadow realm kind of form. So they're you know, all all demon kind of looking dogs, you know, kind of making their way through Gorgons that that it was. <laughs> I actually missed that somehow, but that's amazing. <laughs> so like it's like it's like saying Misha's your favorite, right? Yeah, yeah. Which which so that makes sense too. And um I you know it's 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 interesting too because there was definitely like that talk about when um Tavish came along and he had his hero power that they they almost wanted Tavish the hero power to summon like a reskin of of the animal companions that was very very much likened to two Tavish you know that the charger would be a crab and that the uh mm-hmm. the taunt would be like a a lizard a, a thunder lizard and that the the plus the damage would be say something else i i forget what the other one was supposed to be but they're like it's it's great to see at least there is a little bit of more flavor being added in with uh these versions of the uh the gorgons and it, it makes me almost feel like perhaps they kind of listened to that feedback and said we got you <laughs> hooking it up with uh some of these interesting gorgons and who knows maybe uh down the line we'll end up seeing tavish get a update as well That'd be cool. Next up, we have a four mana three five beast, the common stonebound gorgon, which has rush and infuse of three. Also, damage the minions next to whomever this attacks. A nice swipe. I'm kind of wondering if that actually even ends up in battlegrounds. They seem to be trying to get some more uh, things from that. Uh, it's it's an interesting card too, especially now that we do have locations being in play. Um, knowing that you can set up your location and kind of protect against that swipe. It's, it's interesting. I think we talked about how locations couldn't be interacted with and how swipe may, may also come into play and there wasn't much of it. And now all of a sudden there is. (laughs) 
Next up, we are into Mage, is the Suspicious Alchemist, a one-mana rare 1-3 with a battle cry, discover a spell. If your opponent guesses your choice, they get a copy. It's interesting. We kind of have like this feel of, of there are a few of them out there now with Priest having discover a legendary minion. Now, um, Mage having discover a spell. It's it's picking the right choice. It's the mind games of uh, what goes on. I guess that's kind of the feel of the Shadowlands is you're, you're kind of doing these mind game things. Um, I like it, though. You know, anytime you get a resource from a one man minion, you feel like you get a, a very big advantage. It's, it's, you're not losing out on that hand size right away. Um, and a one three body that kind of is like the go to for Hearthstone for saying, hey, this is a this is definitely the road they want to go down. Um, and discovering that that specific spell can help you out, especially if you're kind of limited on the spells that you can even include inside your deck. So um, it's interesting. But at the same time, you're also opening up the fact that like other classes get access to mage spells that they wouldn't normally have potentially. That's a good point. Uh, I think it's still pretty good uh you can even try to get the next level of uh, overthinky and try to pick something that they wouldn't think that you'd pick or you know there's a lot of things that you might need a specific type of spell for that aren't useful to your other uh to your opponent like uh you know frost spells usually just freeze minions if you're mostly going for spells then you know it doesn't really help or i tell you what uh wildfire does not make my silver hand recruits do one more damage <laughs> that's true <laughs> very specific to mage so uh, that's uh also going to be one of those things i mean granted hunter would benefit too but you right. know a warlock couldn't, couldn't use wildfire <laughs> they would just take damage more damage to themselves so right. uh <laughs> they'll discard it though it's all good so next up we have a two mana frost spell that's an epic solid alibi until your next turn your hero can only take one damage at a time. There used to be a minion with this effect uh, that didn't really get used as much as I thought it would. It was a lot of fun to play, though, because you did slow it down uh, tremendously. The the, uh, the damage from aggro spells or aggro uh, uh, strategies. Um, and so I like this in Mage uh, just because sometimes they need some of that survivability until their spells can, can really uh, take over. And, uh, you know, when you combine that, especially in wild with with things like ice block, I mean, you're you're talking about whatever strategy you're trying to pull off. If you're trying to get to a specific combo, it feels like mm -hmm. especially even in wild, like uh, mage definitely has a lot of a lot more tools to be able to hold off that aggression until it's time for them to pull off whatever combo it is that they're going for. Yeah. And there are a lot of combo decks that do rely on damage still. So uh, being able to slow that down is is a good good thing for Mage. Can't just rely on Counterspell. Well, and we'll shift over to Paladin. So next up, we have Muckborn Servant, which is a common 3-mana 2-4 minion with Taunt and Battlecry Discover a Paladin card. Uh, in Paladin, that's uh, really good. Uh, we've seen that effect before. Maybe it wasn't a discovery. Maybe it was just a random one. But uh, but it seems pretty good. Decent stats for the cost with Taunt. And it uh, replaces itself. And the art is really cool. Kind of looks like the uh, in Diablo 2, the intro. 
then there's a guy that comes up and asks if you want anything or ask Marius if he wants anything. Kind of reminds me of that. It <laughs> makes me feel positive. <laughs> it gives gives you some of the nostalgia. It, mm-hmm. it, yeah, and you talk about the number of Paladin cards that need to be played for Light Ray, the number of Paladin cards you need to have in hand for the Elitist Snob. There's, uh, you know, kind of that refill. And what's interesting is it's not like a spell or a minion or any of those specific things is just discover a paladin card so you could even potentially discover the hero card carriel that that's that's a card <laughs> now i don't know if that's necessarily in the pool but i would like to think that's even a possibility too so there's a lot of really great uh refill potential for it and i think it definitely will help out uh various archetypes uh, along the way Granted, it's no pogfish, but it's still pretty pog. <laughs> it's pretty pog, yeah. I mean, one of the big things that, that Paladin struggles with is card draw. So even if it's not draw, it's just replacing itself. That's still very helpful to maintain a decent hand size. Uh, next up, we have Promotion. It's a one-mana epic spell. Give a silver hand recruit, plus three, plus three. Again, we're looking at a quest paladin here with the fact that this is a one mana spell, uh, more fuel for that completing the quest and a benefit that you're definitely going to enjoy. Um, having silver hands being played quite a bit, lots of silver hands in your hand on the board all around and giving them additional stats is always going to help you out to be able to kind of maintain that the the board control while you're trying to complete out that quest. Uh, I think we're starting to see the parts and pieces fall into place to actually make quest paladin come back again. Now, whether or not that's going to be good enough, I don't know. Remains to be seen, but I'll definitely be playing it. Yeah. I see this one as uh, one that dude pally hasn't really worked very well in duels for me uh, in the past. The other two just seem to be the other two powers seem to be better. Um, for for the paladin this one comes out so early uh, that i think it could make a huge difference in in uh using the silver hand strategy for duels so i'm i've got my eye on this one uh, and you know some of the other cards that we have that do similar things uh with the uh, silver hand recruits in this set I, I i'm wondering if it might really be a duels card uh first i I think it also we're waiting to see where some of the one mana neutrals are. And sometimes we don't get a lot of those one mana neutrals until the Mm -hmm. very like final dump of cards. Um, But that doesn't mean that we won't see some here and there with some of the other cards from the class as well. So I I think there's there's possibilities out there for uh, the quest to actually start to at least gain some ground (laughs) from where it was. Mm And so we get to move on to Priest, which Priest got a few more cards, including their legendaries. But let's start off with the five mana holy spell, Clean the Scene, which is a rare spell. And it destroys all minions with three or less attack and infuse three, six or less attack. Who is right. Uh I'm really not a fan of all these massive clears, but we are in a slower time for Hearthstone where games do tend to take a little bit longer. So 
uh, you know, you have to just expect several clears when you play against Priest now, and uh, this is a really good one. And I think it's interesting. I used to always remember the rule when I was playing against Priest was four. Four is the magic number. If your minion right. has four attack, they're protected against like most of the the clears that go after the little guys or most of the clears that go after the big guys. It's like that magic number. Well, this is the one card where with the infused ability that that magic number no longer stays true. And I'm like, ah, oh, you're, you're, you're it's like now I got to learn a whole new thing. Now I got to get them up right. to seven, but wait, that means that they can still die. Right. It's it's still going to be kind of hard to infuse it, I think, because I mean, most priests that I've played against uh, lately haven't played a lot of uh, smaller minions to to then die. It's more about the control and keeping the boards cleared. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how long you hold it in your hand. If you keep it on the first turn, that really slows you down from getting to where you need to be and stuff like that. So um, it's still a really good clear. Uh, I'm scared of it already, but. Uh, I wonder if it might not be as good as I think it is right off the uh, off the cuff. Uh, next up is the Harvester of Envy. He's a legendary three mana four three. After you play a card copied from the opponent, steal the original. I'm already so annoyed at this card <laughs> that uh, I don't know. It's it's like a worse Elusia, I think. It's it's interesting, too, because on top of it right now, I don't feel like there's a ton of like copying your opponent's cards things. So it's that's a good point. It's just kind of hard to use at the moment. Um, it doesn't mean that you won't get those things to kind of happen, but I just I feel like we're uh, just not writing the right kind of at least currently Matter in a right great now. kind of setting to, to have this card kind of work out. And even then for three mana, it, this minion is, is definitely uh, open to being cleared very easily. So you, you kind of have to get that effect to happen right away. And yeah. it's just, I, I don't necessarily, I don't know. I don't see this one really working out the way that people think, at least in the present moment. That's fair. It's good. Good thoughts. It is still pretty decent stats, though, for three mana. So maybe even just as an early thing that you have to clear. So next up, we have the four mana holy spell, an epic spell. Boon of the Ascended. Give a minion plus two health. Summon a Kirin with its stats and taunt. And the Kirin is the Ascended Kirin, which is a one mana one one taunt. So it's I guess it starts as a one one and then gets additional stuff. So for four mana, this is kind of in a weird spot, I think, uh, because it's again just helping with health. Uh, but getting the taunts um, that get boosted with it as well uh, might be worthwhile. I just feel like some of these buffing spells um, really have to be built around and and in priest. It's just it hasn't been successful in the past. I think you could manage to get um, like 
a light spawn down and potentially get some of these buffs rolling but even you'd have to really want to like set yourself up with like two big minions and then Mm -hmm. hope that that's going to be enough that that the your opponent on the other side it doesn't have a way to clear it and that would be it that would spell the game and even then it's still in three mana to be able to cast it and three mana is a tough kind of ask when you're trying to like play all those wigs and still play nagas mm-hmm. and i just don't know if if it's right where it needs to be at the moment but it could still be used down the line just to even potentially stave off some attacks coming your direction i mean you can even give the two health to an enemy minion and summon a taunt minion that's the same size or you know of that other minion and now it has taunt so potentially staving off some damage so yeah good point and you know it really works well with the next one uh next card uh pelagos He's a legendary three mana one six. After you cast a spell on a friendly minion, set its attack and health to the higher of the two. Uh, so you're starting to get some uh, lady in white uh, synergies here. It's like inner fire. <laughs> <laughs> right. Although it's not exactly like inner fire because uh, you just get the the higher one so if it, you had a seven one or something then it would turn into a seven seven so you can kind of heal back up to full uh yeah. as well it's it's better than it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but you still have to cast the spells on them so this is kind of a later uh later turn unless you have something you know really cheap or free uh to play on pelagos himself this one makes me think of you too, because he looks kind of Greek, and you were just in Greece. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, you know, I, I think there's there's some possibilities out there. It actually kind of reminds me of wasn't there um, a legendary minion where it was like that you set the health of the minions that you play to the health of that minion? Um. Oh yeah, yeah. He was a gosh. He was four mana. Uh, like I feel like there's there's a high potential for you to be able to get uh, Pelagos down, buff his health, get him to be a big statted minion, and then the next minions that you keep playing, you're you're casting wigs on them, those nagas with wigs, and then all of a sudden they're becoming like massive, real easy. You know, like, mm-hmm. not even having to worry about the fact that you like you need to be able to to bless them to get the attack. Instead, you could just get the effect with the legendary minion and on several minions so you could manage to get a pretty big board if he's sticking around for uh too long yeah is aggro priest finally going to be a thing i keep trying it but uh, it hasn't been so far <laughs> I, I think uh, he fits into that naga priest kind of uh, category very quickly and very easily so then we get to move on to Rogue, which got a few interesting cards as well in this past week. The two mana rare spell, Serrated Bone Spike, deal three damage to a minion. If it dies, your next card this turn costs two less. That seems pretty good. Uh, 
it doesn't have to be an honorable kill, which was kind of a, a downside to some of the previous cards that we've seen like this. So, um, you know, being able to play a lot of spells or a lot of uh, cards in one turn has a lot of benefits for Rogue. Uh, I think this will be a staple. And, and I think we're looking at like some of that tempo playing out a lot of cards kind of uh, plays in in this current uh, iteration for Rogue. And you're going to see how that works really well with the location card that we talked about um, earlier. And then even there's there's some uh, there's another card coming down the way that we're going to talk about in just a moment uh, where this this will come into play for that card as well. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, I, I definitely think we'll see a lot of this happening with uh, Rogue in this next. Absolutely. Episode. Uh, next up is the Ghastly Gravedigger. He's a three-mana 4-3 four, three with a uh, epic uh, with a battle cry. If you control a secret, choose a card in your opponent's hand to shuffle into their deck. So, kind of, uh, you get that feeling of, like, uh, this is the effect from Demon Hunter with with the Stelina, star, the ace student, star student, mm-hmm. star student. Stelina, and uh, you're getting the same effect, but this one's more based on if you just have a secret. Um, it's really interesting how disruptive Rogue can be for their opponents, especially with burying minions into the into your deck, and mm-hmm. now even shuffling your deck afterwards. Uh, it can it can become quite challenging with the fact that they're also being very aggressive. That's a a three mana four three is definitely something to to be considered when it comes into effect yeah that's a good point we haven't seen any secrets uh been released yet for this set so the you know quality of secrets is still in question but um yeah good stats for the cost and uh decent effect if you can match its requirements so we still have plenty of cards for Rogue to come out, so we might see some secrets that, that make this very easy to get. That's true. Very good point. And then next up, we have a 4-mana 3-4 legendary Necro Lord Dreka with a battle cry, equip a 1-3 dagger with plus 1 attack for each other card you played this turn. Which seems really good. Uh, I mean, <laughs> just having the, the dagger as a one three with three um three durability seems good enough and then you can buff it on top of that uh with every additional card that there's cheap ones that you can play this is going to be amazing there's also a a very interesting play um that you could set up so you could use a school teacher to get a a noggling that noggling discovers shadow step you can use then Zola to make a copy of that Noggling, and then you can just play both Nogglings back and forth that shadow step each other constantly, so that way you could get an infinite damage dagger equipped. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, went the game from there. <laughs> that actually sounds like fun. <laughs> and, I mean, you don't even necessarily have to do that all in one turn. You could very easily, you know, turn four, get the noggling, turn five, then you can uh, 
you know, kind of set yourself up, put both nugglings back in hand, turn six, go to town. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, there's, I, I just think it, it opens up uh, an avenue in which um, now school teacher is going to receive even just another nerf that says, you know, mana cost one to three or something like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, moving on to Shaman. We have the Party Favor Totem. It's a rare three-mana zero-three totem. At the end of your turn, summon a random basic totem. Infuse two, summon two instead. <laughs> it's. I, I feel like, I don't know, Totem shaman, shaman becomes this thing where it's like they add in a few cards and then we don't see much of it after. And just getting a basic totem isn't... Sometimes it's like, yeah, you know, maybe. But is it enough? Is it going to be enough? Are there enough other totems? Do they bring enough totems back into the core set to make it worthwhile? And even then, like, okay, so you do that. Then is it is it bloodlust that 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 is the ultimate goal? Like, you just want to get all those totems mm-hmm. down and put that bloodlust. It could work. I still, I, I'm still always on the fence whenever I see uh, totem shaman things happening. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there's always going to be some potentials, especially with, uh, uh, you know, upgrading or uh, evolving your your minions that you'll be able to do something. So having more minions is better in that regard. Uh, you can also luck into uh, a taunt and things like that, but. Uh, when right when you need it, but and this is at the end of your turn instead of at the beginning of your turn, so um, you know you do get one right away. But still, yeah, totems just haven't. They've had they've had a couple times in their in Hearthstone's history where they've been okay, but they haven't ever been like the top of the the order. And I don't think this helps either, even going back to wild. We do, however, have the next card to add into that totem synergy, and that is our four mana five four legendary, the Stone Right, with a battle cry for the rest of your game. Your totems have to attack, which affects even if it's not on the the battlefield. So decent stats for a, for a four mana uh, cost and. Um... You know, helping all of your totems later. That's where the party favor totem would come into into play. That it'd be a two three that gets another uh, two two uh, out of it on the first turn. So uh, that seems like a pretty good effect. But uh, but to justify all the totems, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know if it's still worth building around a legendary for for that. Shaman right now also does have Bolner and also Bran is currently in the core set. So there are some abilities to even double the battle cry here. So there mm-hmm. there's some potential there if you end up getting, you know, a four four two totem every time you hit your uh, hero power. That's true. But the two is the is the hard part there. <laughs> All right, next up is the Convincing Disguise. It's a rare one-mana spell. Transform a friendly minion into one that costs two more, and infuse four, transform all friendly minions instead. For one mana. <laughs> I mean, right? I, I feel feel like you, you got to build the deck just just in that way to, in order to get the infusion cost. Um, and so far, right now, 
think Murlocs would probably be the best way to be able to get that cost up. But even then, then you're you're looking at what are random minions that are going to cost more. I think you're you're happy with switching your Murlocs over. You're not as long as you're not like too heavily invested into the you know the strategy of buffing those Murlocs with like everything, you know. Yeah, I mean, honestly, even without the infuse cost, that's pretty good because it was uh, one mana to uh, evolve one minion before one level. So uh, one mana to go up by two levels seems pretty good. Uh, And especially if they have, you know, a lot of minions now that have decent stat lines for their costs, then that could be a pretty significant upgrade, even if you don't have the infuse. And and even when you think about like combining that with Baroness Vosh. I mean, just even if you just used it on Baroness Vosh alone, that would be, I think, worthwhile. That's a good point. Get some six mana, uh, something or other. Yeah. And then Warlock, which had zero cards the last time we recorded, all of a sudden got like all the cards all at once. Um, and we get to start off by talking about the first legendary, which is a five mana, three, six lady. Dark Vane has a battle cry. Summon two, two, one shades. Each gains a death rattle to cast the last shadow spell. That seems really good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, two, one is really easy to generate the death rattle anyway. Uh, and then to cast whatever you last cast, could uh uh kind of spiral there especially when you consider the the strength of some of the shadow spells that are out there and you can control which shadow spell you just cast so that way you can ensure that you're getting exactly the effect that you want like perhaps shuffling in agonies and now you're talking about even more agonies being (laughs) wrought on you by the shades that Mm. are are brought well that's now annoying me thanks for bringing that up Next up, we have Shadowborn. It's a common three mana, three, three beast uh, with a death rattle. Reduce the cost of the highest cost shadow spell in your hand by three. It's an interesting one. There's not too many expensive shadow spells at the moment, um, but there are some coming down the way. So it's possible that that could uh, see some play. Even if it makes it free uh, for a three mana or less spell, it's still um, quite useful. It is nice that it's it's in Warlock because Warlocks, are, even the hero power alone, you're going to ensure that you get that shadow spell to be able to get mm-hmm. the death rattle to trigger on. Um, however, it is only in hand. It's not like the next one you cast, period. So you right. have to have that, that spell in hand and then also make sure it's the one that you want that you want to have discounted. But I think it can work out. Yeah, you can really plan around that. Especially early. As next up, we have a shadow spell. A five mana common spell, Shadow Waltz. Summon a three five shadow with taunt. If a minion died this turn, summon another. Seems like a relatively easy one to uh, to manage at that point in the game. Um, to uh, get the second one. And three fives with taunts are really difficult to burst through early. So... Uh, gives you that protection until your big stuff comes out that Warlock's always looking for. Um, I actually like this 
strategy more for warlock rather than healing all the time but uh we'll, we'll see if they kind of hold on to that the big taunts that you just have to get through and then you can you can uh finally push through the damage rather than both I, I think it's really interesting too when you combine the fact that like you have the shadowborn and then even also the uh the legendary Lady Darkvane. If you combine all three of those cards together, it kind of works really well. You, you can mm -hmm. discount down the Shadow Waltz while it's in your hand, and then also get Shadow Waltz to be put onto these shades. And then those shades are dying themselves and then casting the spell. So you're mm -hmm. automatically going to get the triggered effect, which is kind of, I think that's, that's kind of interesting. It seems fun, but also frustrating if you're trying to be aggressive in this meta. Next up is Tome Tampering. It's an epic three mana spell. Shuffle one cost copies of cards in your hand into your deck, then discard your hand. I don't know what to think about this one. They become one cost copies of cards in your deck. Then you don't have a hand left. But there right. are I know there are cards out there that benefit from being discarded, like High Priestess is currently in the core set. So mm -hmm. there are there is some potential with like a discard warlock to kind of be put together. And then also having extra copies of uh, the high priestess in your deck could sustain you, you know, a little bit longer because you would get copies put into the deck and you'd still maintain the copies in your hand. It could be interesting. Discarding your hand, you can start to get stuff back pretty easily. There's a lot of drawn warlocks. So maybe you're just looking for big stuff to come out cheap, maybe in a demon a uh, handful of really expensive demons. You'll just draw into them later. There's there's bound to be some other combo out there, too, that we just haven't seen yet and will mm -hmm. come into effect maybe even down the road. Maybe it's not this set. Maybe it's, you know, the, the next set or even sets after rotation. So next up, we have the epic two mana shadow spell Imp Ending Catastrophe. <laughs> Wait, let me say that again. Imp Ending catastrophe wait that's still not right impending catastrophe there we go it was confusing i mean you draw a card and you repeat for each imp you control maybe i said that right to begin with maybe maybe i'll give you that uh, i'll give you that pronunciation for sure <laughs> so imps definitely seem like they're going to play a part in uh, warlock strategy um and we'll see some cards later that actually help with that too. Sir. Or, yeah. So um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested again, that refills your hand too. If you just discarded your, your whole hand um, the previous turn or something, uh, maybe draw into those one cost copies of things too. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of potential and that's a lot of draw. And we have yeah. multiple ways of summoning imps and, in warlock now too their rank spell mm -hmm. specifically brings out imps we've got the fetus circle that brings out imps there's just several several ways that imps are in play and and part of the warlock identity so it's interesting i feel like we're hearkening back to a simpler time <laughs> and the flustered librarian also has some imp synergies here it's a common one mana one three and it has plus one attack for each imp you control Again, one threes for one mana. That seems to be the way that <laughs> Hearthstone says, hey, play this deck. 
right? <laughs> and uh, giving you a chance to, to have imps uh, immediately give additional attack to this librarian that's going to end up scaling very quickly and getting out of control. So you're going to want to make sure to take that uh, librarian out. And then next up, we have the location for Warlock. It's a two-mana, two-durability location. Vile Library, and it is a rare. With give a friendly minion, plus one, plus one, and repeat for each imp you control. Well, you can see why the Flustered Librarian works there. They have a similar effect, just uh, also gets the uh, health uh, with the Vile Library um, bonus, so... Maybe you get a flustered librarian out and then boost it again. So you get, uh, what would that be? A 7, a 14, 14, or something like there? 13, 14? I, I, I can definitely see the scaling out of control very quickly, especially when you combine those abilities to summon a bull board full of imps. Uh, it's definitely going to spell our uh, impending demise. <laughs> uh, next up is the mischievous imp it's a rare four mana three three demon with a battle cry summon a copy of this infuse three summon two copies instead this is also an imp so we're talking about multiplying imps and then you could even potentially get some hand buff synergies going as well summoning copies multiple copies <laughs> uh, I could see how this could get out of control very quickly Oh, yeah, especially with the imps being, you know, mostly just one ones, easy to infuse and then get big ones. And wow, uh, aggressive warlocks going to be for me, I think. <laughs> and then finally, if we weren't if we didn't have enough imps, finally, we're also going to get our six mana, six, six legendary imp king reform. With a battle cry, resurrect. <laughs> resurrect four friendly imps. Infuse five. Give your imps plus two, plus two. Those are some big mischievous imps if you can uh, get those, get the lucky RNG on what gets resurrected. Even if it's the baseline ones, you're still going to be very happy about <laughs> getting that, that many stats. And on turn six, no less. And it, you'll probably have at least five uh, imps dead. Just a matter of if you have this in hand while it happens, right? Yeah, I, I, I think uh, you're, you're definitely going to get into that time frame where it's you know turn six, and you're looking at a big giant board, and you're hoping you have a board clear. Granted, they they also don't have taunt. They don't have rush. It's just a board. I don't know. If that's necessarily if six mana is that that sticking point, because we've had developing full boards with even five fives with the uh, watch posts. So I don't know if necessarily know if <laughs> this is this is really it, but it could be. Next up, we have Burden of Pride for Warrior. It's an epic four mana spell. Summon three one three jailers with taunt. If you have 20 or less health, give them plus one plus one. For control warrior, it feels good. I mean, you have the potential to kind of hold things at bay. Um, but control warrior took a really big hit with the most recent rounds of nerves. I, I don't know if this is necessarily going to be what brings it back for them. Right. 
Yeah, the the requirement to to get them boosted to two fours, uh, where it actually is a decent card, uh, is just a little too rough to get down to, um, uh, especially early, right? You want to, uh, I guess it's good as a contingent card then. Uh, even one threes are okay if you need them in a pinch, but they're not going to clear the board that you're hoping it would. So, um, so I agree. It's it's, it's interesting, but. I don't think it's going to see a lot of play. I mean, there is still the potential for later turns where you maybe have taken some damage, but then gain back armor. And because you don't necessarily like heal in warrior, Mm -hmm. you gain armor instead. Um, There's the potential to be able to meet that requirement, but that later in in the game, I don't know if you're wanting to spend four mana just to get that kind of uh, defensive strategy online. Agreed. So next up, we have a four mana, three, three legendary Theotar, the Mad Duke with a battle cry. Discover a card in each player's hand and swap them. It's combo killer. You got to like those, but it's also disruption. So uh, because you get something back, I'm not so uh, upset about this one. Uh, It's more the ones that uh, that you just lose something. So uh I don't know. This could be one of those ones that triggers the priest, right? I mean, you're going to be able to get rid of boars and boar priests. You're going to be able to take guff from druids. You're going to be able to to disrupt a lot of things. If you use this against a paladin player and you snag their carryall, like, yeah, I can see how that easy GG, right? I mean, there's... it, it's. I feel like it's an answer for a lot of scenarios right now in the current uh, meta and probably in future metas. I, I think it's a really powerful card with a really powerful effect. Um, granted, it is discovered and based on some of the kind of combo and control decks, hand size usually can can warn out that mm-hmm. you're you're going to end up with being able to either have a harder time or a much easier time at finding the thing that you need. I mean, like Holy Paladin relies on getting down to just smite in hand. So (laughs) yeah, sure. Keep buffing up that smite. You got it. Go for it. You got it. Holy Paladin. It's totally happening. It's totally happening. And then all of a sudden they're stealing your smite from you. And (laughs) in the, well, previously in the same turn prior to the nerfs <laughs> being able to use that to smash into your face but <laughs> yeah. i'm being discovered so good so good <laughs> I, I think it's still definitely going to be a, a very powerful card and we're going to see a lot of it yeah for sure uh next up is ashen elemental it's a three mana two four elemental with a battle cry whenever your opponent draws a card next turn they take two damage and I can see where this sets up really well with even the uh, the selfish shellfish <laughs> and other cards of that type. You can uh, set up to where you can ensure that your opponent wants to draw the other cards um, or not take the damage on their next turn. It's a battle cry, so it's not whether or not this Ashen Elemental has been played. It's more those types of things can happen so you're you're kind of disrupting a lot of things with this card and it could also just be helpful on that three mana turn to ensure that you're slowing down some other 
um, strategies out there that do rely on, you know, several card draw like Demon Hunter. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's a guaranteed two extra damage. So it's a three mana deal, two damage, but you also get a two, four minion out of it. So uh, I see a lot of uses for it, uh, especially against, like you said, uh, Demon Hunter. Um, maybe against the imps where you're trying to draw a lot of cards too. So, uh, yeah, I like it a lot. I, I think it'll see play and you'll find it, it's the answer or even the way that you get like an OTK type thing happening with a combo. Mm-hmm. And so the next time we have the next legendary, a six mana, four, seven. Kelthos Sinstrider. So every third minion you play, each turn costs zero. You play double Kael'thas in Wild now, and every third whatever you play uh, costs zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's interesting, and I think there's a lot of uh, unique ways that like big various <laughs> uh, classes can exist with uh, this type of card mm-hmm. being in play. And you talk about like. In Paladin right now, we currently have the uh, the sous chef, so it gives you the ability to. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and play a silverhand recruit, a silverhand recruit, and yeah, brasswing <laughs> for free. <laughs> so there's there's several ways in which that works, and in fact, even the Templar captain even feels better because the Templar captain would then put up a taunt that then could be able to protect Kalthos for the next turn. So um, lots lots of ways that, that it can work, and that's just that's just Paladin. And, and I'm sure there are plenty of other um, classes that also can take advantage. Even there's, I know Big Demon Hunter has quite a bit of uh, ways that that could work. Um, so there's, there's opportunities about for every class. Yeah, for sure. This is definitely easier, I think, than the the old version where it was every spell, every third spell you play, just because you're usually going to have some big minion uh, at some point that has a game altering effect. Uh, and if it's stuck in your hand and you just have some, a couple other things that you can't afford to play, then it just automatically comes down. So this is this is really good. I, I think it's really, really good in duels. Um, so I, I look forward to seeing what people do what people do with this. Cause like you said, every class could take advantage of it. And so it's, it's really intriguing. Uh, I see it as a, a way to play Colossals for zero on turn six. So I'm kind of, or turn seven. Uh, so kind of, yeah, cool. you, you, I think it's very, very doable. I mean, there are, you know, a number of zero mana minions right now, even in the pool as well. Mm-hmm. So the, the possibility does exist to make this very, uh, does he count himself? You know, yeah, I would think so, right? I don't think so. Hmm. He's he's got to count himself in Magic. He might not have because uh, he would he would be not in play yet when he was played. So I don't know. Hearthstone has some weird rules, so I guess we'll find out. Uh, next up is the Famished Fool. He's a rare five mana three five with a battle cry. Draw a card. Infuse four. Draw three instead. Uh, even at even for the five mana. Three five draw three. I feel like that's a big ask. He doesn't have taunt. He doesn't have rush. I don't know if the cease play. So this one, I, 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 I'm a. I think it's it harkens back to some of the older sets where you weren't either like uber uh, 
uber aggro or uber control metas. Uh, so I think that this one will actually see some play in a slower uh, slower meta like we have now, uh, just because the refilling is not something that all classes have access to. You're probably not going to see it in a demon hunter, um, probably not in a warlock either, because uh, they have such so much other draw. But if you're playing something that you're trying to be aggressive, uh, then most of your other stuff is going to cost less than five. So this could see play uh, because it just refills your hand. Um, and again, you probably wouldn't use it just to draw one card. That's just doesn't seem worth it. But uh, if you can get it infused and aggro strategies are going to get it infused, uh, then five mana for draw three and a decent sized minion on top of that is, is actually pretty good. It'll probably be the most expensive thing in your deck, but <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, I'll remain on the fence. <laughs> Fair enough. And next up, we have a five mana six five beast, a common sin runner with a death rattle. Destroy a random enemy minion. This feels more like a battle or a battlegrounds card to me, <laughs> uh, with that effect. But um, I mean, the good stats and it's a beast, so there's some synergies there too. Um, the the death rattle helps in most cases, so. I don't know. I think I think it's another messy play. I, I think in priest, especially with the fact that uh, Zyrella allows you the chance to repeat that that uh, death rattle again, and you could get that a couple times. It makes for that that Zyrella turn that you play the hero mm -hmm. uh, to be even more powerful. You could also get called to the grave to manage to get that effect to happen as well. Um, I feel like priest will make use of the sin runner there might even be perhaps in druid a, a a version of it that it works as well because of the fact that they have the hedge maze so there are some potentials yeah it's still some potentials and duels too with death rattle hunter uh it could be a kind of fun to wipe your opponent's board Uh, next up is the Sketchy Stranger. It's a common two mana two two with a battle cry. Discover a secret from another class. Definitely, it's it's curve filler, which is good. Um, and secrets from another class could be helpful, especially in say like uh, you know Imposter Rogue, where you have that thief rogue the ability to recast again and gaining extra armor if they gain the ice armor from Mage be helpful um and it's a neutral so they could maintain kind of that their mystery while still using the uh ability as well there's a number of ways that it could work yeah uh filler uh, for sure um we'll, we'll see if it if i'll stay on the, the fence but leaning towards not gonna see a lot of play well we'll have to wait and see what the other secrets are in in rogue though maybe maybe that changes things and next up, we have a three mana, three, four common forensic duster with the battle cry. Your opponent's minions cost one more next turn. Decent stats for the cost and it's disruption. So I I think that'll that'll be played. Uh, I, I think with that type of disruption, plus it's a three, four, it's not just a three, two. Right. Um, and when you're talking about like an aggro strategy, it, it's good stats for the cost. You're. I think I think it'll see a lot of play, especially in aggro strategies where you're trying to hold off your your opponent's ability to respond to what you're doing mm -hmm. on the board. 
Uh, next up is the Bog Beast. He's a common six mana three six taunt uh, with death rattle. Summon a two four muckmare with taunt. Yeah, it feels very much like uh, like big beast hunter, but it's not a beast. Even though it's a bog beast, it's not a beast. Yeah, that's kind of weird. But <laughs> false advertising. Still, <laughs> still with that, uh, it is two min two minions that equate out to they're definitely going to die before you can put damage going face um, and ensures kind of that anima gets infused uh, for your infused cards. And for those that would want to play it, it's pretty healthy size taunt with another kind of healthy size taunt behind it um, for those control strat- strategies. This could be an answer for those that don't have a previous answer, mm-hmm. even if, uh, you know, hunters at the moment might have their uh, polar bears. <laughs> right. Uh, one one mana more. Uh, yeah, I think this is just okay. Uh, I don't think it's going to see a lot of play just because of its cost. So then we have the two mana common 1-1 one, one maze guide with a battle cry summon a random two cost minion. You know, if it was a 2-1, I'd like this a lot. As a 1-1, one, one, it's okay. If But you don't get to discover it or anything. So uh, there's a lot of not-so-great two-cost minions, some that you might not even want. Um, so, Like a maze guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so that would not be amazing. Oh, man. <laughs> you set me up. <laughs> Uh, you know, at, at least these are the types of minions that you're going to want in that anima infusing type of deck. Uh, even if you're telling me bad jokes, at least you're killing things to <laughs> set up for that. Uh, you know. <laughs> uh, Sinfield Golems, an epic seven mana tutu. Oh, with uh, Infuse 3, gain stats equal to the attack of the minions that infused this. I don't know. It seems too hard to set up. It's interesting. Um, I feel like there's possibilities for this one. When you talk about, like, Big Paladin, but it has to be in your hand to get infused. That's where it's weird and difficult. You could potentially get some minions down on the board and then even pull it from your hand. Cause it would be the cheapest one as most of the big paladin minions cost eight. Mm-hmm. It's just cause it's not a battle cry. So it's not, it gains those stats once it's infused. Mm-hmm. So it could be interesting. You could ensure that it gets really big stats. Um, but in order to do that, you have to kill your big stuff. <laughs> yeah. And if, if you had to play this for seven, it doesn't have taunt. It doesn't have rush. It's just a big, beefy dude. Or potentially really small dude. Okay. <laughs> uh, depending on what you, what ends up dying to infuse it. Uh, it's It could be good. It could also just be not amazing. Especially with the fact that like Big Paladin is really trying to focus on trying to get front lines. And at that point, I don't want a 2-2 hitting my board. Right. So (laughs) um, 
I I don't know where exactly this fits. Uh, it's possible it fits into some other strategies that are out there. I just don't know which deck it is at this part, present moment. Yeah, but like you said, um, you might have some other things die, so it might not be a 2-2. It just might not be all that great. And it doesn't endlessly infuse either, though, right? So it's just the last three that died, or is it the first three? Mm. The first three, I oh. would assume. <laughs> it's 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 one of those it's probably something we're not seeing right now in the, in the present moment there's other cards still to be added in there's future sets that may come into play so yeah then we have a four mana four five rare the dis dispossessed soul with a battle cry if you control location discover a copy of a card in your deck Good stats for the cost, a uh, good effect. Um, I think people are definitely going to experiment with the locations, at least. So far, they all seem pretty good. So uh, discovering a copy of a card in your deck is even better than just discovering a card in your deck. So I think this is a really solid card. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Anytime you can discover a copy of a card, that means you can make legendary copies. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of those legendary effects, yeah, you want one but if you can have two or three you're gonna go for that yeah or spells that you might be looking for too um you know a lot of times you want more than two copies of a spell so same thing really good card uh, and with the stats as well four five for four i yeah. mean i think we're gonna see a lot of this one yeah. especially as people try to figure out the whole location thing uh, next up is the Demolition Renovator. It's an epic 4-mana four 4-4 four, four with a battle cry, Destroy an Enemy Location. Well, we found our answer on how we are going to interact with locations. It is this card that you have two of in your deck, <laughs> potentially. Do you think you'd run two? Yeah. I don't know why. I think you'd run one, at most, if you even ran one. And that's if, like, say, the priest's location, I know for myself, seems a little nutty, mm -hmm. and I'd like to get rid of that as quickly as possible. Um, but, but that's if you, you need that, and I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I mean, it's definitely, you have to have that long-term gain from the, the locations to really matter. And even if you run one, are you going to have that one answer in the time that you, you need it? And it just, I don't know if for four mana, I want a four, four, right. Especially when you can use it for your own look, uh, that four mana for the dispossessed soul, like, uh, before. So, I mean, definitely comparatively, even to the last card, right. Yep. That dispossessed soul. I'd, I'd much rather, I'd much rather just worry about, benefiting myself than necessarily having to get rid of that location but there might be locations that just end up meriting it if there's a deck that ends up being the the mainstay the number one deck in the meta because of its location mm -hmm. you may just end up needing this tech card yeah but i doubt it <laughs> yeah it doesn't even set up for later sets since we probably won't see let uh locations in additional sets maybe in the uh in the uh mini set but yeah, it's kind of a, you need it just so that there's some way of dealing with it if something does get out of hand, but uh, not really expecting people to even use it, I don't think. I don't know. I feel like as far as solving who murdered Sire Dynathrius, it's a little bit of a red herring, <laughs> which leads us into our next card, womp, womp. which is a seven mana, 
3-2 beast, the red herring with taunt. Your non-red herring minions have stealth. And it's a 3-12. Uh, yeah, 3-12. Yeah, Did I say something else? Yeah, I thought you said 3-2. So. Oh, no, 3-12. It's big. It's big. It's a big fish. It's a big boy, yeah, for sure. And giving your min- other minions stealth... Uh... It's a nice effect. It's interesting. I'm not sure what you'd necessarily need that for, but since it itself has taunt uh, and enough health to stop a couple of big threats, um, you know, you could just be using it to set up your your final push. So I I will say that I actually really like this for Frontline's Paladin. Oh, okay. you don't have to pay for it. Oh. And yet everything, every other one of your big minions has stealth. Oh, yes, and you have to take out this one minion that has 12 health. Like, yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, if you don't have a board clear, you only have like direct damage. Here you are piling in direct damage into a, a three attack minion. That's just like, eh. yeah, <laughs> no, that's a good point. Uh, I, I was assuming, of course, it was a battle cry, but it's not. So I guess your other minions have the permanent stealth like Akara did, right? Or Akira? Mm-hmm. That seems a lot better. I love then. it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not. I don't know if that like that's like one scenario out of all of it. I don't know if that necessarily means that like the card's amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Any pressure. Oh, well. But I, I think think there are unique scenarios in which um, you're probably actually going to really want this, and finding ways to sneak it out or uh, make it happen a little bit. Uh, in various different ways, the possibilities are out there. So yeah, um, for sure, I, I, I think we'll we'll see a little bit more of uh, the red herring than uh, we nece- necessarily joking around <laughs> talk about for the moment. Oh yeah, it would have great synergy with uh, with the uh, new Kalthos. You know, you can get this down and protect him, and then have that effect longer. That so. that is actually a really really great point. I mean, if you can sneak sneak him down with uh, Kelthas Sinstrider, you're going to enjoy the fact that uh, the Sinstrider is protected right. a little bit more. And that's all. Well, that rounds out the rest of our cards for the, for the current review. We'll obviously have more reviews coming up with recent sets, but I do know, Guy Grumpy, you were working on a card of the week for us for this uh, episode. That is true. You challenged me last week, so uh, I had to start pulling my weight a little bit uh, this time around. So uh, the card of this week is one that we talked about last week uh, from the new set, uh, Primordial Wave. Uh, So just to refresh your memory, it's a three-mana epic shaman nature spell with the effect that evolves your minions while devolving your opponent's minions. So I can see it really kind of turning the tide for us in games when things aren't quite going right. I have a feeling this song is a little bit inspired by actually our current voyage to the sunken city. You're talking about turning the tide. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's got the wave uh, theme. So for sure. Opponent's board is ugly. Ours looks a little weak, a little weak. And it feels like we need a better hand to play. This one ain't working now. And we could use a break. I just drew my, Primordial wave, primordial wave, primordial wave. I just drew my primordial wave, and it feels like I'm winning. I'm gonna win this game. 
I'm gonna win this game. Primordial wave, primordial wave, primordial wave. Now I'm winning. Primordial wave, primordial wave, primordial wave. We had a bunch of one ones. They had death rattle taunts, death rattle taunts, and it seemed like they had a better board than I, and I was slowly losing, slowly losing ground. But then I drew my primordial wave, primordial wave, primordial wave. Then I drew my primordial wave, and it feels like we're winning. The board strength traded place, the cards just fell right. Primordial wave, primordial wave, primordial wave. Now I'm winning. Primordial wave, primordial wave, primordial wave. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm going to be singing that for a while. Primordial wave, primordial wave. Woo! <laughs> That is like that's catchy. <laughs> yeah, the song was. It was stuck in my head. So when I saw that, I was just like, I can make that work. I think, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> it even has that wave feel, like with the like the the like tempo and cadence of that song. Yeah, yeah. I love it. So now you're on for the next one, right? <laughs> oh, I got it. I got the next one. I'll 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 figure it out. There's bound to be something that that just like really grabs my attention from these next sets of cards and it's going to inspire me. I get it. <laughs> sweet, sweet. Like the next legendary for Paladin. I'm just going to put oh, that out there. There you go. There you go. We're waiting for one. <laughs> in particular. Sweet. It'll go along with the Carriel song that we had earlier. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for listening to the Happy Hearthstone. This podcast does exist for you and we'd love for it to be by you as well. So if you'd like to share your love of Hearthstone, let us know and we'll arrange for you to be a guest. You don't have to be a content creator or have in-depth knowledge or anything. Just have a love for the game, and we'd love to have you on. Also, as we mentioned in our intro, we'd appreciate feedback. You can send it to us personally on Twitter or Discord or as a review online at your favorite podcast site. We'd love to make this podcast better, and any and all feedback will be reviewed and appreciated. Finally, if you'd like to help us out with the cost of doing business, we'd appreciate the sub in Patreon at patreon.com slash the happy hearthstone for just a dollar. You get early access to the podcast, additional access to our discord server, which will be getting an overhaul soon and our gratitude for helping us keep the lights on. Also, don't forget to check the, the show notes for information on how to enter our giveaway and um, the code for specifically for those listeners is I am happy. Uh, much love everyone. Noodle, do you have anything, any last words? Uh, I'm excited for this giveaway. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I mean, I'm also excited for more cards, but the giveaway, whew, that is something uh, extra special for our listeners. So I, that, that that has me excited for them. So uh, thanks for doing that, Guy Grumpy. And I'm glad that you had some good luck and you're passing that on to all of our listeners. <laughs> Thanks. I'm I'm really appreciative of everyone who does listen and take the time. We know that these can go kind of long. And I appreciate you doing all the uh, editing for us, too. So, you know, I just feel like I need to give back a little bit. Oh, not to worry. I'll edit that so it sounds perfect. <laughs> perfect. Thank you. Much love, everyone. Have fun out there.